0: Blog
1: Talk Radio. All right, welcome to another edition of the CTH podcast. Uh, We are the guys who write about baseball at Climbing Tiles Hill, and we we write a lot. So my co-host right now is just now walking in, but I'll forgive him because we're doing a draft after this, and so uh, he's probably at home trying to decide who he's going to pick with his two number his two first round picks. Anyway, so a uh, lot's going on with the Astros, and then at the same time, there's not a lot going on with the Astros. I mean, everything seems to be going right with the Astros right now, and it's almost to a point. Yes, we we lost Yuli Gurriel for a while, and yes, uh, some of the hitters are not really living up to their potential, but there's really not that many of them right now. Even like I I think a, a week ago or a week and a half ago. Uh, we were all worried about AJ Reed, but now AJ Reed is kind of hitting up, uh, hitting again. Uh, a lot of people were kind of concerned about Tony Sipp, and Tony Sip had one bad appearance, but he came back today and pitched pretty well. Uh-huh. And so Dallas Keuchel uh, made his second appearance today, and Kyle Tucker, Kyle Tucker, is looking like a potential MVP at the big league level once he reaches. But we, I th- think, we already know that there he's. It's not going to be. At the, in April, at least. And not April, What? what's the first? No, it's, it's
0: March, um, right? March 29th is opening day. Yeah.
1: So it's not going to be those days, but uh, we know that at some point this year, or maybe next year, Kyle Tucker will come up, and he will come up to stay. So, guys, you're listening to Eric and Cody on the CTH Podcast. We want you to become part of the show, and we like phone calls. So, guys, if you want to call in, I believe it's toll-free. You don't have to pay for it, but it's 347 850 8823. I repeat, two three four seven, eight five zero eight eight two three. 8823. And let's talk some baseball. We got an hour of baseball talk before our draft. So, Cody, what's up?
0: Oh, nothing much. Sorry for running late. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I had to chase a puppy around the yard for a few minutes before he would come inside. Uh, so, that was fun. But anyway, but yeah, the Astros are looking pretty good i i've been impressed with Dallas Keuchel Justin Verlander that man's on that that man's on a mission now for uh, if that's possible but uh yeah it's it's going to be a it's been interesting uh you, there's been some notable roster cuts as well um we saw some guys like uh the Riley Farrells um along with Couple other guys, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, like uh, guys you didn't really expect. To, C.
1: N. L. Perez. Uh,
0: yes. Then uh, you have
1: Nick uh, Tanny. Uh, how do they say it? it's like Tan? Tanalu? No, no, that's how I say it, but it's like Tanelu or Tan-ay-lu.
0: something. Hey, uh Framber Valdez. A right. uh, that was actually a guy um, from uh, throughout spring training. I was like, he may be something. He's a 24-year-old left-hander. Uh, I think he's only been up to Double A, maybe even slight experience in Triple A. But I was kind of impressed a little bit with him. I'm like, he could be an option later on down the line if Dash has ever uh, wanted to go that route. But he 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 looks uh, pretty decent. So there's been a couple, you know, some of the guys they cut didn't do half bad. So, but now we still have the other guys to kind of go through as well. And uh, I know everybody's on the Kyle Tucker train.
1: Right at your mouth, dude. Oh, yeah.
0: Sorry. My bad. My bad.
1: Uh, Yeah. So, yeah, everybody's aboard the Kyle Tucker train, and it sounds like A.J. Hinch is aboard that train earlier. I don't know if you saw the article I wrote earlier today. Yeah, I did. uh, But basically, Hinch said that, yeah, it's actually really nice to see Tucker hit because he's really great. And uh, he was giving him a lot of props, and that's not something that you typically see from a major league manager to a guy who's probably going to go down to the minor leagues. And yeah. a lot, I heard some, uh, I think it was on the broadcast on the, this morning or this afternoon, I went to go get lunch or something and they were talking about Kyle Tucker and uh, somebody was asking, they didn't know when, where he would start. And I thought it was already decided that he was going to start at, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm the same thing. I mean, it was on the Astros broadcast. It was because uh, it was Michael, the guy from the Corpus Christi Hooks. Yeah, and so he was talking about um, where he's going to start, and I, I thought it was at basically Double A, just in case he's needed, and if he can hit, then he'll go to Triple A. But I think they prefer to keep him at Double A until because he's close. And yes yeah. It's um, and I hate to say this, but we're more invested in the Hooks than we are the Fresno Grizzlies. Yes. So uh, the Hooks aren't going to go or, away anytime soon. But uh, at, from what I remember, this is the last year at the Fresno Grizzlies. Then they're going to um, go back to the um, – what's the old one we used uh, to have? Uh, oh, is the, it Round Rock? Yeah, Round Rock Express Rock?
0: because uh, Nolan Ryan's uh, that whole management group that owns the Express and the Hooks, the right. Ryans, since Nolan Ryan made that transition back to the Astros – uh, they want to, I guess, bring the Express back, but at the same time, too, they had to honor their uh, contract with the Rangers, which the Rangers have already kind of said, yeah, we're going to move elsewhere once this agreement uh, runs out. So, yeah, you'll see the Round Rock Express once again be the Astros AAA club, and then you still have the hook. So, it's going to be like, so yeah, you're going to have minor league baseball fairly close in uh, to Houston, which will be nice.
1: So one hour and thirteen minutes till our dra- offline draft. And are you excited?
0: Yeah, I am. I am. I'm, uh, I got a couple. You can
1: get out of the. The, the I guess you're middle. The was, yeah, this year. past
0: year I wasn't actually down too low. It's just, uh, yeah, my lineup, my pitching wasn't actually all that bad. It was my lineup that got me at the end of the day. I, I was leaning on Mickey Cabrera at the end of the day, so it was like, it was like one of those days where I was just like, like this is a, uh, this is going to be an interesting draft this year.
1: Right. Yeah, I agree with that. So, uh, yeah. But speaking of the Astros, uh, they look good so far. Yeah, I think they've won 12 games last I looked. Um, let me check real quick. I'm pretty sure it's 12 games.
0: Yes, I think. Oh, well. No, yeah,
1: it's 11 to 5. Uh, yeah,
0: they tied again today. day. That's
1: right. That's right. That's right.
0: Ties in baseball oh what a what a what what a travesty yeah it wasn't <laughs>
1: a good one for Guaduan today oh no
0: no, 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 not not good one, not good one
1: and then our my boy, wife's shaking her head like I shouldn't say that I wasn't yeah. the one that came up with that that's something that's been floating around Houston, so. oh yeah
0: we don't we will take credit for that one then we also have uh, uh, our boy Rogelio kind of got roughed up the other day with the walk off grandson like oh, that's all right yeah.
1: uh, everybody's gonna ha- is gonna have a pickle jar. yeah every once mm-hmm. all. you know, so even uh, Dallas Keuchel is going to have a sucky out of it every once in a while. Oh,
0: yeah. Keuchel is one of those guys you can always, you know, awesome pitcher, good guy and everything. But he's one of those pitchers at the same time you go, yeah, he'll occasionally have that start where he'll give up four or five runs over four or five innings. It's just – Keiko, he's kind of prone to the long ball at times. And you, don't forget, you'll probably see that a couple of times from Verlander. Verlander's kind of prone to the long ball as well. And
1: oh, hey, I can't believe he went five innings. I know. Said, uh, I said I wasn't expecting him. I was just expecting him to go four. And he just kept on throwing strikes and got yeah, eight strikeouts. And so we're just like, all, all right. right.
0: he's in a groove. Let's go, let him go. Uh, there was a rumor earlier today, though. Oh, uh, who's the new manager with the – oh, yeah, Aaron Boone's the new manager with the Yankees. Supposedly last night or was it today – uh, he was uh, – he didn't have a pitcher ready for the top of the fifth. The, their starter went what they ordered. Are you
1: surprised? This is a guy who's never managed. Yeah, that's He's, true. Been, he's going right from the studio yeah, to – Yeah,
0: he's going right from the broadcast booth with ESPN to you know managing the Yankees. It's like,
1: that's okay in a spring, spring training, training game, yeah. but if that would happen in a regular season game, um, he may be fired on spot. The, but, he, the
0: ghost of, the ghost of uh, George Steinbrenner will, will, will haunt him for quite some time over that one, but – yeah, it was, yeah that was pretty crazy when I saw that. I was like, oh, really? And then Gene Carl Stanton, he finally just hit his first home run in the spring for the Yankees. Think about this. This is crazy. This is crazy. Max Stassi, this is spring training, mind you, but Max Stassi still has more home runs than Gene Carl Stanton in spring training. Baseball. <laughs> yeah.
1: It doesn't matter. It's just spring training. and
0: It's just a fun little tidbit to point out to the Yankees fans. <laughs> yeah,
1: but, and it's, it's with Kyle Tucker, the way he's doing oh. it. It's a, it's a nice little tease oh. uh, before he, uh, he erupts. And yeah, uh, it's at 6 o'clock. Sorry, I was telling my wife something. So yeah, that's uh, the benefit, the beauty of being online radio. Uh, you, you, you have other conversations that go on. But anyway, so uh-huh. Kyle Tucker, like I was saying – He's gonna a lot. A lot of fans are gonna start having this free tuc- free Tucker, free Tucker. Let's bring him up. Bring him up. If Derek Fisher struggles just a little
0: yeah, bit,
1: yeah, uh, they're gonna be like, "Where's Tucker? Where's Tucker?" If Mariznick struggles, "Where's Tucker? Where's Tucker?" Oh, yeah. and it's gonna be George Springer all over again. I mean, I guess you could say it was Carlos Correa, but I think there's more of a demand. For George Springer.
0: Yes, because at the time George was just killing, it, and he killed it the year before. Right. Correa, I think that was kind of that hype train kind of stopped a little bit because that year before, I think that was the year he uh, broke his uh, wasn't his it wasn't his ankle, was it? It was he broke something, uh, and he went out for a while. And I think that hype train kind of slowed down a little bit. Everybody's like, okay, let him get into a groove. Like, you know, we're not going, you know, push him too much. But Springer was like. He was clearly, you know, obliterating AAA. Everybody's like, well, he might as well be up. Like, you know, we got nothing else going on. But the secret term is, uh, or phrase is, service time. Yeah. Service time is super uh, two. Super so two.
1: if, uh, I think if Kyle Tucker gets an early call this year, it wouldn't be until after June. Yes. June, yeah. I think it's like June 5th or something. Well, and,
0: and to, and to be even fair to like Derek Fisher and Jake Marisnick, even if they struggle with something, you really got to give those guys Probably the first month, right. month and half of the season for him to work out their. And game. they
1: really want to see what Fisher can offer because he str- he hit so well when he first came up. Then he just won that run. Yeah, he,
0: he's got he's he's got to adjust, and he's he's adjusting. Right. That's part of it when you're a minor league player, and that's the thing with also with Kyle Tucker. I must caution people, prospects. Yeah, they can come up and hit great when they first come up, but there's the pitchers make adjustments. The hitters got to make adjustments. Baseball is a game of adjustments, and until – We see Tucker go through a prolonged stretch of of games up here in the in Houston. We're not going to get that sense of like, well, he may struggle. Then at that point, you like you bring him up, he struggles. Are you going to send him back down? It's just you're going to have to let him get some time. You gotta let Derek Fisher have some time. Drake Marizen has some time. You know, this isn't a decision they're going to make. You know, first of May if Derek Fisher is. Got, is a league average or a slightly below league average hitter and say, hey, you know, we you can't pull the plug at that point. And that, that's kind of, you know, that's the same thing with Tucker. You also got to see how he performs at the start of the season. Even though he's hitting great in spring training and he looks great, But spring at, training stats don't mean anything.
1: Yeah, I guess the anti-argument to the whole – Corpus Christi hooks thing is they're going to want him to see the better pitch, the better pitching up in. Because yes. typically, double A is your kind of young guy. Yeah. And uh, so you might have the, like, the, speed and the velocity there. But when you go down Triple A, that's when you have some of the more major league ready pitchers. Yes. Uh, the vet- you wouldn't call them the veterans, the guys who's been there who have been there they're, for a while. They're, yeah, they the so yeah. they know how to pitch a little bit better. But Fresno is in a very hitter friendly ballpark. Oh, yes. very hitter hitter friendly division. Uh, yeah, the the
0: Pacific Coast League, that's not a pitcher friendly league. And going to the single life for a minute, like when Ash was used to be with Lancaster, that place was a hitting haven. It was a nightmare for pitchers. There's a reason why they plugged Mar- Mark Capella out of there when they did say, Hey, if we have any chance of not destroying this guy's psyche even more, we better take advantage of that. It's the same thing with uh, a lot of those other teams over in California and the Pacific coast league with the, like the Fresno Grizzlies are in, you have some pitchers like, yeah, the numbers may not be great, but you also have to look and that's where teams, you know, their scouting steps in their, they You know, analytics come in. They see how the guy's drawing, how the pitches look on the break. You know, don't let the don't let the common ERA fool you with guys pitching out there. What is maybe a low four, mid four ERA could be a down the threes and pretty much anywhere else. Yeah, I agree. So,
1: yeah, guys, uh, we want to know what you want. You want to talk about what are you thinking about right now, and how excited are you about this? season. So, guys, go and give us a call at 347-850-8823, and let's talk some Astros baseball. Well, I, I know we were listening to a game earlier today, and we had a night game yesterday, and I know A.J. Hinch hates those night games. Oh, those, yeah, those night Especially games. Especially when they're not on TV. That yeah. That doesn't, so. doesn't It
0: really doesn't. The, the,
1: Today's game was not on TV, right? I couldn't find it. No,
0: I could I could. I'll, yeah. I'll have to look back and see if I can, but, yeah, I couldn't find it earlier either. Yeah,
1: but uh, I know the, Ash, the Rockets uh, finally lost their uh, – uh, game, yeah, uh, so they stopped at 17 straight, but uh, they look pretty good. But uh-huh. the Astros, I think, are built to win again. And if the Rockets bring LeBron James, like Vegas <laughs> is suggesting, yeah, yeah,
0: it's like they're the favorites per Vegas right now. Yeah. It's crazy.
1: And so, uh, but the I think the Astros and the Rockets could be offering a very enter, a lot of entertaining moments the next uh, few oh, years.
0: Oh yes. It's, the Astros and the Rockets are two organizations. They're on the cutting edge on analytics. They understand what they're trying to do. They understand what the league is turning into, what may turn into in the future. They're, they're trying to be on the front edge of that, and you have to tip your hat to both organizations, especially with Jeff Luno and Daryl Morey. They're both very smart guys. You, then you look at the Texans, the uh, the right now is like okay like yeah it just the Texans are proving you can't have it all when it comes to sports franchises in one city unless you're like boston say like oh yeah yeah you know we have all these guys all these teams like performing well in boston but yeah boston also sucked for decades besides the celtics so yeah it's kind of like that
1: yeah and so we'll see what happens um in general but the astros could have a Chance to kind of do what the Yankees did in the late 90s. Yeah, like. yeah. Like they, went, they did three P. The three P.
0: 98, 99, 2000. Of course, they won in 96. Then you, uh, before the Yankees, you also had the Blue Jays before the strike years in 92, 93, who went back to back. So. Or was it the Blue Jays? No, yeah, it was the Blue Jays. It was the Blue Jays. I was also thinking it could be the Twins, but of the Blue Jays.
1: Hey, uh, breaking news from Toro, Toro Times. Uh-oh. What's up? Uh, they wanted some writers. So do you want to go write for, about the Texans? Eh,
0: I'm good. I'm, no. I'm, I'm, I'm good with just baseball.
1: Yeah, I don't know who would want to write about the Texans right now. No, I'm not. I mean, Marcus uh, – w- I mean, what Marcus Wa- – no, Watson – what's his first name? Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. Uh-huh. Sorry, uh, Deshaun Watson – Looks great, and I think the Texans actually had a chance to do something last year, but uh, just the injury, and then they didn't really find a suitable replacement. No, sorry, I I know all those people out there said, well, you could have gone and got Kaepernick, Mm -hmm. you could have gone and got anybody, and so I don't know. But
0: the logistics of like, well, it's like with any sport, like in football and to a certain extent basketball, it's not like baseball where you can plug a guy in, he hits or he pitches, and that's pretty much it. You know, you have to get them, you know, into your system and in, ingrained into your system. Let them learn what you're trying to do as an organization and as a team, and it's just is a whole another kind of worms. But yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like one of those things. Uh, just thinking about this for a second, though. Go, you mentioned LeBron James to the Rockets. In your opinion, what would be the equivalent of a baseball free agent hitting the market and like a name of a star of that stature and saying, "I want to come to the Astros"?
1: Mike drop. So it have yes. to be Mike Trout, or if you're looking for somebody a little bit more, who's going to be a free agent a little bit more, sooner, I would say maybe Harper. Uh, Harper's uh, one. Uh, on. May
0: Machado would be another. Yeah. But yeah, it's like you just think about. It, I I I kind of thought about these what ifs a little bit. I'm like, what if one of these guys just say, you know, forget it. I would just want to go win, make a super team. That would be that would be. And Nashville's would have to be on top of anybody's list right now.
1: Yeah. The reason why I brought all that up is to talk about the Astros and this team is a super team. Uh, This is the rotation is stacked. Charlie Morton looks great. He looks like a potential number two pitcher on most teams. Yes. And then you have Garrett Cole, who's been, uh, I don't have numbers in front of me. I think you do, but he's been pitching really well. He did allow one run in one game, but I think he's been pretty dominant since. And then Dallas Keuchel is looking like Dallas Keuchel again. And uh, then Lance McCullers is trying to pitch without the curveball. Yeah, and it's
0: like – I'm interested to see how that goes. He
1: did uh, – He did. I think he did uh, struggle in his last game because he came in in like the sixth inning. Yeah, he, it
0: was relief. And, he, yeah, and, and, yeah, he didn't do quite – well, he hasn't given up a run in spring, but he didn't look like he yeah. had the same command he did when he first – in his first appearance. Right. But – Going to the numbers just real quick, you know, you mentioned, like, Garrett Cole, Verlander, Keuchel. Think about this. Garrett Cole, 8 and 2 uh, thirds innings, one run. Verlander, 10 innings, one run. Dallas Keuchel, uh, about a little over five innings now, um, two runs. Uh, France, uh, you know, you have a couple other guys, like Francis Martez, two runs. Don't, you know, the one pitcher that stands out like the sore thumb right now is Colin McHugh, and he had one rough start, basically. But like Garrett Cole. It, wasn't
1: even start. it, it was a day. relief. really. Yeah, yeah
0: you're right. It's like, like Garrett Cole, he's holding hitters right now in the spring train to one ninety four batting average. Justin Verlander, one eighteen. Keuchel, two fifty, which isn't all that surprising with him since he pitches for contact. Um Brad Peacock, another one, one eleven uh batting average uh, against uh holding uh, posing hitters to Six innings, one run for him. You know, Lance McCullers, one seventy six batting average uh, no runs, three hits and four and two thirds innings. The the starting rotation, pretty much that is pretty much set These guys look ready for opening day. Now, if I'm the Astros, like, okay, y'all guys get what y'all need. Preserve the arms. Preserve the arms. right But it's going to be interesting to see. There's been some uh, – the starting rotation I've been really impressed with. There's been some high uh, – high, uh, there's been some noble performances out of the bullpen too, like – I can't believe I'm somewhat saying this, but, like, Tony Sip hasn't looked terrible. Like, he he's given up some runs, but he's starting to kind of turn it around a little bit. Uh, Raymond Gouin is another name to keep an eye on. Uh, Matt Ramsey's got some experience, but, you know, he's given up some runs and relief as well. Buddy Boshier's. Uh, he's only given up one run in about four and one-third innings. Will Harris is looking like he's starting to uh, get to, uh, get some of that rust shaken off. Now, another guy, too, interestingly enough, and he's uh, the, the second return of the Jed Lowry trade, the second Jed Lowry trade, is Brandon McCurry. Brandon McCurry uh, is six and two-thirds innings. He has yet to give up a run, and he has nine strikeouts to two walks.
1: Well, he was a closer uh, yeah, in the well, minor league, yeah. so um, he has closer stuff. He is striking at a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think his first outing, he was a little rough, a yeah. little so rusty, but you're going to expect that. But, yeah, he could be the option. Uh, James Ho- Hoyt does not look uh, – James Hoyt has a
0: little – It's funny. I wrote an article before, right before the start of spring training saying, oh, maybe James Hoyt can maybe make himself kind of a dark horse candidate. Then, like, he appeared in his first game. I'm like, oh, well, that article went to nothing And like – Zero to 60. Like I'm glad I posted this before spring training actually started.
1: Yeah, and you're going to have uh, people who have poor performances, and it's more what they do during the regular season yeah. in the minor leagues. Uh-huh. And uh, you have to be impressed, uh, even though he kind of struggled a little bit today, but David Paulino was oh, yes. him last uh-huh. time. Uh, we also have to be impressed with what Ken Giles is doing, and I don't know if you mentioned that. But... No, no, I have not. Uh, Ken Giles is looking really good. Uh, he had that one rough outing, and I, I a couple know, errors. So, yeah, yeah like a it, couple uh, fans were already like, "Oh, here we go again. Here we go again. We need a closer. Uh, we uh, need a closer. We need a fans, closer." Okay, I'm
0: sorry. Those fans just need to shut up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like he's a good pitcher. Yeah, but
1: uh, to their credit, he, he until he proves something in the playoffs, yeah, uh, it's, it's gonna, gonna be it's
0: gonna be the same rhetoric all over again. He, I, uh,
1: he's playing Kershaw now. Oh yeah. So uh, Kershaw. Broke that that uh, I guess that what reputation this year mm-hmm. with his performance, even though he did. I
0: don't know, well, game game five is now going. Instead of saying the entire postseason with him, everybody's going to be saying it's a one game. It's like the most pivotal game of the series, in yeah. the heat, and he he pretty much blew up on the Dodgers, and it's just the fans are going to be point to just saying game five from now on with him. And oh, another pitcher too. I forgot to mention it a moment ago. It, well, the two. Two pitchers really. Joe Smith has looked fairly decent. He's looked fairly good.
1: He looked wild a few times. Yeah. I watched him on TV. Though. Yeah. But, uh, He's
0: getting the results, but yeah, he needs to work on his command. Another guy I'm starting to get concerned about is Hector Rondon. Like they're keep pushing pushing him back. Like it's uh, like it's cr- uh, crazy with them. It's they're saying uh, he may pitch this day. He may pitch another day. Like it's starting to make you wonder if he if he may open the season on the DL. Or something along those lines.
1: Yeah, so as uh, the Hector Rendon uh, situation goes, and I was probably going to write about this, not tonight because we're obviously going to be doing the draft and having a little fun there, but um, what about if Hector Rendon just comes in and just implodes again and just doesn't look right? Is that when you go after Greg Holland and say, hey, we'll give you a one-year deal? And yeah, uh, kind of like a uh, Mike Muscowskis type deal, where it's only six million this year. Yeah, but if you achieve a certain amount this year, incentives kick in. Yeah. yeah,
0: well, it's like uh, for example, earlier today, the Twins finally signed a starting pitcher, Lance Lynn. Of you know, he pitched for the Cardinals for quite
1: some time. I don't time. know how he was still available.
0: I don't know either. But they signed him to a one-year, twelve million dollar contract. Of course, Lance Lynn, being the uh, player the high of player he is, you probably he probably expected I want a three, four-year contract. Worth probably about ten to thirteen million in annual value. Well, now he's got to sell for that one year, and it's kind of like Moose in Kansas City. They're having to sell for these one-year contracts. I'm like you. I kind of approached Greg Holland and said, "Hey, nobody's really buying you right now. Nobody's quite sure which Greg Holland they're going to give for one, Colorado, and two, how long is that arm going to hold up?" Yeah, I think a, a I think a one-year ten to twelve million dollar contract for Greg Holland is pretty fair for both he could sides. Be,
1: yeah, he could. If, if he did sign with Astros, he could be that uh, Ken Giles backup plan. Yeah. But uh, I just don't think... Um, I think Brandon said on Talking Strohs that the Astros don't like to buy closers. They like to make trades for closers, uh-huh. and they like to convert from within. But they're not going to go out and pay closer money.
0: No, uh, and that's the thing. Some of these guys will get a ton of money, and it makes you wonder, because Giles, he still has a ton of team control, but if he ever, like... You know, exercises some of his postseason demons a little bit. He's a guy where you go, well, the Astros break the bank on him to keep him in a couple of years, but that's, you know, that's that's a can keep kick way down the road. Uh, But yeah, Greg Holland is definitely an intriguing option. I think if he's open to a one year contract, I'd be perfectly more than fine with that. But like you said, the Astros, they don't seem keen on spending a whole ton of money on just one reliever. And some, some of your teams, they don't want they don't want to do that. They kind of like to kind of go with uh, multiple effective arms at once versus, you know, having one really good reliever. and Unless you go to the Colorado Rockies route and say, let's devote all our payroll to the bullpen and see how that goes. Yeah, but you still need a couple of bats. So.
1: Are you surprised Jose Bautista still out there?
0: Slightly. Slightly. The only reason I say that is I think he's holding out hopes somebody will cave, like, you know, on not one, I, I'm not sure how much interest is going around for... It's a
1: buyer's market now. Yeah, it's not yeah, a seller's yeah,
0: market. Yeah, I'm not sure how many people are that interested in potentially signing a late 30-year-old uh, outfielder who probably shouldn't be in the outfield much anymore with the declining uh, uh, bat skills. Right. And it's just, I think he was kind of hoping maybe a team, like, would maybe give him, like, a one- or two-year deal, like, you know, $6, 7000000 a year or something. But I don't think anybody's going to really give him that, I hate to say I hate to say this, uh but it, he may be a guy to watch if he does not get any bites anytime soon, he may just say, I'm done, I'm hanging up my spikes, and just moving along
1: all right, so a report from m l b trade rumor says that the Rangers have considered Greg Holland to be their closer um, uh Would that be enough motivation for Luno to go out there and try to top him or?
0: I'm not sure because they got they got Tim Lincecum in the bullpen now supposedly. Now they did have uh what I can't pronounce his first name, but the last name of the reliever was O. He pitched for the Cardinals last year. He ended up with the Blue Jays because something with the physical. But the Rangers are still looking for another bullpen piece. Um, Luno, I think may he he may do that. He may it may be worth something to consider to keep him away from Texas and also improve the depth of the our
1: bullpen. I just I just don't see the Rangers doing that. They know that they're – I mean, they're, they're not going to come out and say it, but they know they can't beat the Astros in the West. No. It... They're not going to beat the Yankees or the Red Sox oh, or the I... wild card. I, I would
0: even make the argument that the Angels, the Mariners and the A's yeah. are on the equal footing with the Rangers.
1: Yeah, so I think the Rangers may be just like doing little risky things like the ten link ten uh the, ten and, and
0: Doug Fister, Mike Minor. They're trying yeah. to they're trying Mike to Mike Minor was a good sign. Yeah. But uh, n-
1: if uh, if he's a starter, then we'll have to see. I, yeah. I I wonder how he's done this spring. I haven't kept up with him. Yeah,
0: but it's one of those things with the Rangers, and kind of comparing them to the Astros, they kind of, I think they kind of realize like, hey, we're not really going to compete in the division for this year and probably next year. They're just trying to they're trying to play the part of if we have multiple guys catch fire at once, one or two things can happen. Either we we totally exceed expectations and outperform our projections, like. The Baltimore Orioles seemingly do most years in the past decade or past five or six years, anyway. Or, secondly, these guys play so well that they trade them off of the deadline and get huge returns. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what their plan is, like with the Doug Fisters, the Tim Lissicums. Like, I'll be shocked if you tell me that Doug Fister and Tim Lissicum finish the season as Rangers, I'll be shocked.
1: Yeah. And uh, so while we're talking about the AL West um, competition, let's talk a little bit about Mr. Otani. Uh, he looks like he's human <sighs> with a bat.
0: Oh, yeah. Is that Clayton Kershaw's strikeout? Oh, my
1: goodness. And apparently, uh, Kershaw was upset that. And
0: Justin Turner, like, they, right. they felt like Otani kind of, or the way Kershaw kind of put it, it wasn't so much Otani, but his agent wasted their. Like, Kershaw. Kershaw left from – I forget what was going on with him. I think Justin Turner was uh, – it was his wedding anniversary or something. And uh, Chris Taylor was, like, doing something. And the Dodgers had him fly back to L.A. and meet with Ohtani. they said, oh, yeah, like, we could tell, like, you know, halfway into this thing, like, he wasn't that interested in uh, playing in the National League. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and uh, he didn't want to – he didn't want to hit when he was pitching. If he's a pitcher, he wants to be like, uh, the perfect game where he just kind of clicks into that mode. I mean, I know it's a bad example because yeah. he was a pitcher, but oh, yeah. uh, he would just, he wants to get in that mode. So if one day he's a pitcher, he wants to just focus on pitching that day. Uh-huh. If, uh, then the two days later, he's a DH, he wants to focus on the DH. So, um, uh, you might see a lot more players actually try to be, do this to try to be, um, a two way star, but, ultani will find out pretty quickly that it's hard to uh, be a specialty of all, all
0: Yeah, it's hard to be a jack of all trades and uh, you, you and
1: hear those commercials on 790 yeah, all the time.
0: Yeah, it's it's like exactly and like you think of a couple other guys like I think of um uh Chris Long um on Twitter I was having a conversation with him the other day uh where uh he was uh we were tweeting back and forth and uh, he brought up AJ Reed you know, as a potential guy, like, you know, I think the Ash was kind of wasting an opportunity to have him be a pitcher and a hitter. And you kind of see with the Otani, it's kind of the flip side of that argument. It's like, okay, this may not pan out well. Same time, too, you also have to think about it all it takes is just one guy to hit it big going that route. Like Brandon McKay of the Rays, they drafted him last year, and he's another. He's kind of like A.J. Reed, but they, they're letting him pitch and hit in the minors. So I think he's always going to be another I
1: think he's a little more athletic, though. So that's not yeah. really fair comparison. Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, we all know that Reed, so even though he's lost some weight, he's yeah. kind of a big country boy. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, it's hard to condition yourself to be a pitcher and then hit for power in the big league. Exactly,
0: exactly. And there's multiple variables that go into that. But it was just an interesting uh, thought when uh, when I was thinking about it. I was like, yeah, you know, that could have been something. But, yeah. It, Otani is going to find out the hard way. Well, uh, he's, he, or he is finding out the hard way now. I'm not quite sure what to expect. I'm not even sure if he could be a better – if he concentrated concentrate on hitting full-time, he'd be a better hitter, or if he concentrate on pitching full-time, he'd be a better pitcher. That's, that's another thing, too.
1: All right, so let's talk about the hot topic right now, and that's what uh, Dallas Keuchel said about the Cubs. And from what I understand, I haven't really heard the actual quote, but – he was asked if the Astros would be like the Cubs and kind of uh, get a little too conceited or too confident and then kind of uh, go down a peg. The uh, Cubs still made the playoffs last year, uh-huh. but they didn't go to the World Series. No. Uh, they, were, they were sucking for a while there, and uh, they, they went early to, got, to get Quintana. Uh-huh. And then they made another move. Who else did they trade for? Um, know?
0: let's see. Who else did they? The Who's another pitcher. Oh, they got Justin Wilson from the Tigers. The left-handed reliever yeah. that the Astros were rumored about for a while.
1: I thought they got another starting pitcher though. I
0: thought, oh, uh, they may have, but
1: yeah, it doesn't matter. But, yeah. Uh, the Cubs, it, they're a different situation. And I think that no offense to Kyle Schwarber and Chris Bryant and uh, all the talent yeah. over there Addison Russell, uh, and Javier Baez.
0: And Rizzo. And Rizzo. Also, yeah. Rizzo,
1: I think, is probably one of the better players on the team. Yeah, I uh, He so. is probably the best player on the team. Uh, but Bryant took a step back last year. You saw Addison Russell kind of take a step back last year. Kyle Schorber uh, proved that he couldn't play really anywhere on the field. So no. he's not a catcher. And so um, he is hit, hitting well this spring, but... I I just think a lot of people had career years in 2016 for the Cubs, and they all kind of took a step back in 2017. Uh, The uh, the Astros, on the other hand, I don't think that they had their career years yet. Uh Uh, uh, Carlos Correa didn't play an entire season last year. No, he did not. Uh, George Springer... I guess you can kind of say maybe he had his career season. But, but he can
0: still get better. There's still feasible ways, I think, right. for him to get better. And he showed that by cutting down his strikeout rate last year, and I think he's just adding to his game, yeah. hopefully now.
1: And Jose Altuve is just – as good as Rizzo is, Altuve is just Al, one of the best players in the game. He's a hit machine.
0: Yeah. Like I don't care if, if Altuve's power somewhat declines over time. Yeah. He's still going to get quite a few hits, and there is a lot of value in that.
1: And I think what the Astros did by going to get Justin Verlander was they saved their 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 butts for the next two seasons uh-huh. because he is somebody the Cubs do not have. You can't rely on John Lester anymore. No. Yes, he's a good pitcher. But he's going to have his moments. Hugh Darvish, what happens when he gets to the playoffs again and, and maybe the Cubs reach the World Series and then the Astros clob- clobber him again? Yes, I know he came up with all the excuses about, yeah, you know, I was tipping, tipping pitch, right? and I've worked on it all season, but you'll never know. And uh, it typically in big pressure situations, you kind of go back to your bad habits. Uh-huh. And uh, so that's why sometimes you hear me stutter, sometimes just because. Uh, just trying to figure out what I'm trying to say, I, I kind of go back to some of my be- old habits. But, oh, it's
0: like me going, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like that. It's like, exactly like that. Yeah,
1: nobody's perfect, but uh, then you have – they traded for Jose Quintana, and as much as we were all gun ho about getting Quintana, and I remember saying, oh, yeah, I, I think that he's a shoe in for this team and he'll be a perfect fit for this team. He's no Justin verland He's no, no. Dallas Keiko. He's no – Garrett Cole.
0: No, and and that's the thing is like well think about this for with Quintana. They got him from the White Sox. So White Sox traded a young outfield prospect name or I mean the Cubs trade a young outfield prospect name, Eloy Jimenez.
1: And he's gonna
0: be good. Oh, that boy is going he had another great day today. And that's the thing is the Cubs I just don't think they're I just the Cubs are overall a very, very good team.
1: They're impatient. Would you say that they're impatient last year? They, I, they, The Astros were able to make those trades without giving up some of their top players.
0: Yes, and the Cubs, well, the Cubs, they, they, they stumbled down the stretch, and I think they weren't expecting the Milwaukee Brewers to kind of, like, come along like they I don't
1: did. think anybody was No, No, yeah, nobody, like yeah,
0: yeah. And it's just kind of like one of those things. They were like, oh, my gosh, we have to do something or we may lose. Like, that would be kind of, like, it would be the most Cubs thing ever have a really good team, be considered a potential dynasty all off season.
1: go and into the – Lose to a team that lost 100 games Yeah, before. And,
0: and, and get and get the throne after just right. one year. Everybody be like, oh, they're back to the lovable losers again. It's, it's kind of like that. And I think they are kind of – and their farm system, as far as vaunted as their farm system was just two or three years ago, and everybody wants to complain about the Astros, you know, or you know say, like, well, the Astros don't have a top-ten farm system anymore. The they, Cubs – Take even like there is a steep decline. They are
1: they are the uh, late '90s, early 2000s Astros. Uh-huh. They have traded away all their talent to get better for that last year and yeah. a year the World Series run. Uh-huh. And the the Astros did not. The, yes, they traded some talent away, but they they didn't have to give up Kyle Tucker. And we're seeing why the Astros did not want to trade him. Uh-huh. And just looking at him swinging in some of his home run pitch uh, hit hits, it's just it's just amazing. It's like watching it. Like the natural, he's just—it's just so fluid. He doesn't wear batting gloves, and no. uh, so you know he's going to want to hit it at the right place, just so he doesn't have that ringing feeling in his hand. Yeah. But it's just the ball comes off his bat a little bit differently, oh. and this is why you didn't see the Astros trading for Ryomoto, even though he would have been a good fit for his team. Yeah, and down the road, like we keep on saying, and I know. Jeff, uh, sorry, uh, Jeremy Booth, um, talking Stros um, says that well, if you wait for a Real moto, he's not going to be there. That's fine. If he if he's not there, then we'll find somebody else. And so, but Gaddis is. Would you believe that Gaddis is like the fourth or fifth best catcher in fantasy baseball this year?
0: Really, really. I am also surprised that he's also getting some reps as catcher quite a bit in spring training. Right. That's a. I think uh, that was a little bit of, of a unexpected uh, development on, on uh, at least in my opinion.
1: So is it a, is it a slam dunk that uh, Stassi makes this team? Cause, you have
0: to wonder because uh, I look over at Fangrass projections real quick, and right now they're still calling for Evan Guys to give some playing time as a catcher this
1: you, year. He has to because that helps him focus and yeah. that keeps part of the game. Uh,
0: yeah, they, all, all, I, I, I continue to harp on this on Twitter about once every couple of months. But Gas's splits as a DH and a catcher are – it's its completely maddening. It's like, you know, it's like, oh, my gosh, he is, like, so much better here as a catcher than he is a DH. And there is certain aspect, like, his head's probably more in the game at that point, you know, as a catcher or so on and so forth.
1: Plus, he's looking at pitches all game, so yeah. he's able to best better recognize the pitches when they come. Uh-huh.
0: Exactly. And it's, it's one of those things where you're just kind of like, like, okay, wow, like – they want to try him as a full-time DH. While well, that could work, you know, at the same time too.
1: But but you need Stacy on the team if, yeah, if you're yeah, going to make him full-time DA two catches. So yeah,
0: it's, 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 yeah, yeah. So
1: I think it's slam dunk that Stacy makes this team because they want to see what he can do as that backup catcher. Mm-hmm. He's not going to play much. It's no. going to be kind of like uh, we saw with. Um, uh, Juan Centeno in the playoffs. he he'll, yeah. he'll, he'll might. He might he, get. He'll it. be
0: around. Yeah. but I, 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 he may get the occasional start, like on like on a random Sunday game when uh, like.
1: He's not catching uh, Verlander. No. He's not catching uh, Kyle. He may catch. Uh, he may be Morton's. Uh, yeah, he buddy. may be
0: Morton's guy. Uh, and,
1: uh, no, no, I think McCann would be. More. Oh yeah,
0: I mean, you may see him. You may see like guys like McHugh or Peacock more with Stassi, if, no, maybe be, at times.
1: Yeah, but I think you'll see him start more than that. And uh, Hunter Atkins, who's no longer the uh, the beat writer for The Chronicle, yeah. first of all. Uh uh-huh. I, I think it's Chandler Rome who, yeah. uh, who did uh, – I think it was an internship. Yeah, like a year with, or two ago. With like, Brian McTaggart. Yeah, and – so, uh, but that's good because it didn't seem like Connor Atkins really wanted to. Uh, he didn't. Yeah. Did you listen to
0: it? Uh, yeah, I listened to bits and pieces okay. of that. He didn't. He didn't sound like he was fully. Let's just
1: put it like this way. Like he wanted to trade. It, to it. He wanted to trade his job for my teaching job, and I'm like, oh, okay, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> but anyway, so um, but yeah, he said that he doesn't see uh, Colin McHugh making more than eight starts this right No, that's,
0: that's probably fair
1: so we'll have to see about that, but um, just having that that rotation depth in case, because these guys are prone to injuries, and the Astros are actually uh, kind of slow with um, Keiko this year, this spring, and I talked to Brandon this past week on Talking Strohs, and he said that um, uh, the Astros actually approached him and said, hey, how do you want to handle spring training? Do you want to do some starts or do you just want to kind of work on your own? And he said, let me work on some stuff on my own and I'll kind of, I'll build up my stamina and then uh, you can put me in some games.
0: Yeah. And that's probably the wise thing to do with him is, you know, the past two years he's had uh season's cut short with injuries, specifically a shoulder and neck issue. And it always seems to crop up around the same time, like around the June, July area. And it's just like, Oh, this is starting to become an issue. And it just could be just letting him just kind of go more at his own pace for a while. So, yeah, I think that was probably the – it was it was best for all parties involved on that one. And plus, Keiko's probably like, I'm not going – while he wants to pitch great and go all out, at the same time, too, he's like, I don't want to re-injure myself on my contract year.
1: Yeah, and what's with the um, bandana on his head now? That yeah, makes,
0: I noticed that. I'm like, oh. It, it
1: kind of makes him look like a biker.
0: Yeah. He, he I do admit, he does not have much hair on the top of his head, but right. – he is uh, – but, and of course, I'm still waiting for, like, the beard to come off. Oh, now. remember
1: that picture um, Jason sent during the playoffs last year? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he had a picture of – like, I guess he was sitting behind uh, Dallas Keiko when they were watching – yeah. It was- it was like a giants game I think. Yeah, yeah, and I think so. Keiko went there and so you see a bald head and so I think that's why he's wearing the bandana. Yeah, he's wearing
0: the bandana. But that's uh, fine. Oh yeah. Uh, honestly he, he makes him look tougher. Oh yeah, he could probably rock the big beard and shaved head look pretty well actually. Yeah.
1: And then we'll have uh okay, Gaddis, Keiko, or McCann or Fisher.
0: Oh my gosh, how are we going to tell these guys apart? <laughs> Uh, like thank goodness! I like, think
1: Fisher's a little
0: bit skinnier. Yeah, Fisher's a bit skinnier, but thank goodness they're not like the Yankees or something where they don't put names on the back of the jerseys. It's like, oh, okay, okay. Like, I'm not sure from up here. That's uh, that looks like McCann. Oh, that's that, that guy. Gat- oh, is that Fisher? Oh, who cares? <laughs>
1: so you think this is Gaddis's last hurrah?
0: I think I think so. I think um, I'm not sure the Astros will keep him behind uh, beyond this year. It's going to be kind of. Interesting to see he is in his walk year as as well, and we've seen the market for these first base DH types, and maybe in Gas's best interest if he was like a, if he did catch more and more, and it's just going to be like one of those things where.
1: Okay, I have to say this. Sorry, stop eating the fries. Did you eat all the fries? (laughs) Are those supposed to be for everybody else? All right. Oh no, no, we're on the radio. Go, go, go. We can't be that unprofessional. <laughs> I just I can yell at my wife for eating all the fries. But, so anyway, so we may have some uh baked fries in a little bit. Okay. So, no, just go, wait, wait, <laughs> is this really Alden? Uh-huh. I'm really sorry. You might as well get a fry now, Cody, before you're all gone. Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: Nobody has to know that you even ordered brass. But okay. They're, they're, they're Hopefully we were
1: listening <laughs> to the show. But anyway. All right. So uh, let's get back to Astros talk. We got about 15 minutes in the show. And so let's talk a little bit more about the battles and um, who do we think is going to win. Uh, this battle for first is getting tough. Um, I think, and I, I think I saw a final predict, prediction by somebody, I don't remember who it was, but they said that J.D. Davis would probably make the team. And I'm kind of leaning that way.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of I'm starting to as well. If my laptop will ever move fast, but yeah, JD Davis has been, you know, of course he's been hitting quite well this spring. Um, AJ Reed surprisingly has turned it on, so that's like. Now, I love Tyler White, though, the versatility he provides, but his bat has not translated. Even A.J. Reed is performing better with the bat than Tyler White. And lately, he's been like Tyler White, over 3 with a
1: strikeout. Yeah, but he had his first homer the other day, and he's yeah. still batting above 300. Yeah, he's still batting above 300. That's right. So so I think A.J. Um, let me look at stats, but I think he is um, a little bit down from where he was, but he did have another double today, and uh, so he's hitting for some pop. Uh, he did He did have back-to-back days of homers, but – oh, actually, you're right. Uh, I, White has been kind of struggling. He's back to 238 with – he still has a 976 OPS. Reed um, is up to 290 with uh-huh. a 970. But as Brandon and Larry the GM had an argument on Twitter while my son was in the hospital on Wednesday – Spring stats don't really matter. It's just a gauge to see who is hot right now. And yeah. these guys are not hitting against um, the uh, Clayton cursor. Yeah,
0: they're not. And, well, and by the way, if, you, if anybody wants to see kind of quality of opponents now on spring training, Baseball Reference came out with a new uh, metric on their spring training uh, stat lines that kind of give an indication of, like, as a scale of 1 to 10 – I believe the like 10 is like the highest quality, like, you know, major league quality uh, players and lower you go down the uh, list is like when you get to like uh, the single, like, you know, three, four, five. And it's supposed right. to be kind of an indication of like how good the quality the competition these uh, players are seeing. Uh, but yeah, going back to real quick, a lot of the spring training is just seeing how these guys look, what kind of contact they're making, how hard they're hitting the ball, Uh, How they're throwing how their pitches are breaking that's really debate. It's a lot more of an eye test and spring training Than anything else in baseball today. Baseball always are is very numbers-based Very analytics based. now is just uh, spring training is just more of a time to look and see how these guys look with your own eyes and Yeah, I'm kind of curious to see how this works out with the first base situation. A.J. Reed's looked good. Uh, J.D. Davis has obviously looked good. Tyler White still has, uh, you know, he he's still a guy you, he have to consider till the end. Yeah, and we probably won't find out who went, gets this until right before the exhibition game.
1: Yeah, no, I think, yeah, maybe you're right, but I think they'll still take all three. Yeah. And I wrote this in my article today, and I don't know this for a fact, but I think they're going to take Kyle Tucker to Houston. With I think so. To kind of get them some experience. Um uh, in front of the Houston fans. And who knows how many people will go uh, because it's just exhibition it, games. Yeah, but, but there's so much hype around this um, team. I think people just want to see some baseball. Well, yeah, on.
0: and you're going to have a lot of these fans that say, oh, my gosh, Kyle Tucker's going to be in town for two games. I'll definitely go to the Minute Park now to go see that. And it's just going to be it's going to be fun to see what happens later on with these, some of these roster cuts. Some of these roster cuts are going to get fairly close soon. So
1: I actually considered going to um, – to watch the Astros play in Arlington, um, the opening series, but I've missed so much time at work that I just, I just can't justify missing any more time, especially right before a star test. But, and my son probably still won't be, um, uh, won't be, uh, sorry, I got distracted by text. Um, (laughs) Uh, whatever but uh I probably not could go i'll definitely watch it but i'll definitely be there opening day and tickets mm-hmm. are hot right now yeah let me see how much the price is
0: yeah i've been kind of keeping up with that it's been kind of my back burner, just kind of keeping an eye on it i probably won't go to opening day or the opening series uh in houston but uh yeah it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see what these final prices are it makes me wonder like oh hey i may be able to jump in at the last second and get something but we'll see
1: uh, typically, if you wait till like the last last mi- minute, like mm-hmm. maybe even during the game, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> the tickets may go down.
0: Yeah, they very well may, and yeah, just I'm kind of curious to see. Of course, you know my biggest complaint with ticket prices is like when they still do kind of the flex option when like teams like oh the they're Yanks. going down. Oh, they're going down. Yeah, yeah you can buy
1: a ticket for the cheapest is at 125.
0: <laughs> Uh, yeah, so. uh, I
1: think those just sold out. Um, but 128 is the well, lowest ticket.
0: 128. Uh, okay, it uh, 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 makes me think a little bit longer now.
1: <laughs> yeah, because at one point, especially when I wrote the article, it was up to 140. Oof. So that's that's a high price to watch the Astros play. So uh-huh. uh, yeah, we'll have to kind of see what's going on with the ticket prices. But uh, I'm so glad I'm going in and I did buy tickets for Game Two Nine. because that's gonna be the uh, rain ceremony. Yeah,
0: the rain And I did
1: do cool. it uh, pre-sale. I didn't do it on secondary market.
0: Oh, so. nice. Uh, did you hear that they're also moving the uh, the existing pennants elsewhere? Like, there's going to be what they call a championship tower, I think, now. In, oh, okay it, Made to, like, the, the 05 pennants, you know, with all the division titles and stuff. They said they're going to move that to elsewhere in the park now. So right. it's going to be completely different. So I'm kind of curious to see what happens there.
1: All right, yeah, it looks like Ed's here. So um, you might want to close that door because the dogs are about to start barking. So, um, and we have to hide the evidence of the fries that my wife ate. Anyway, so we got about nine minutes left in the show. Uh, What else do we want to talk about? Um,
0: Well, let's bring up Tony Kemp for a minute, because Tony Kemp has been uh, one of those guys that he's been valued for his versatility for quite some time. I like Tony Kemp a lot, but he's and this is you can you can point back to you know spring training stats don't matter, and he's made a couple amazing plays in the outfield. But his, uh, he's not hitting well really at all right now. He's got a 412 OPS, which, by the way, is not good. Uh, he also has uh, – he's only collected about six hits on 33 at-bats, a 182 batting average. His on-base percentage is low. His slugging is low as well. So,
1: Like I said, we have somebody coming in right now, so my dogs are barking. Anyway, so, um, yeah, I agree, and uh, – I'm, I'm just excited to see some real live baseball um, like in Houston and just see what's going on because this, this team is just, this is, like I said, this is superstar team, and the Yankees had to go out to get Giancarlo Stanton to fight them. The uh, Red Sox had to go out there and get J.D. Martinez, uh-huh. and J.D. Martinez is actually looking pretty good. So, um, so we'll have to see how the Astros fare against these teams. The Angels, I think, are going to be the main competition this year versus the Astros, but I don't think anybody can top them in the AL way. No, not
0: not this year. Not
1: with this rotation, not with this deep lineup. I mean, they're going to try, and you might see, let's say the Angels are within X amount of games around the trade deadline of the Astros. They may go out and uh, try to get another starter or somebody. Yeah. Who, who would be on the market? Do you know?
0: Um, right now.
1: I mean, I know uh, –
0: one guy I think we should uh, probably keep an eye on, and mainly because he had a little bit of rumors attached to him this past trade deadline, but the big contract comes into play is Zach Greenkey with the Diamondbacks. If so oh, the yeah, Diamondbacks regress, then I can see Greenkey becoming available, and I can see the Angels co- uh, going up, going to get somebody like a Greenkey. Uh, I'm not sure who else will be available off the top of my head. Uh, you may have... Um, you may have a couple of teams around the AL Central make some moves, to paint like Danny Duffy may be a guy to watch maybe get moved from Kansas City if they
1: – Wisconsin could be on move too. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, Chris Archer with Tampa will be another one to watch, as always. I'm still – I got to say somewhere like my a- annual Chris Archer to the Astros rumor. <laughs> that's, that's still going to happen no matter what like, – as far as the rumors go.
1: I don't think – there's any chance he gets traded to Astros. No, if they no. Do, that's, there's no chance for any uh, other team because there's no weakness and you don't even need five starters in no, a playoffs like, like that. Exactly,
0: but, exactly. But it's just going to be one of those inevitable rumors. So yeah, they but you hear. the
1: only reason they would do that is if they know for sure that yeah, Keiko's Keichel, gone.
0: Yeah, if they, if, yeah, they'll be like, we'll cover. Our, not only will they cover themselves for 2019 with Verlander and Cole and yeah. Archer and you're like, okay, we're actually probably better than we were in Right. With with Keiko. but yeah, it's like it's it's one of those things where there there's gonna be some guys available, um, but at this point, it's probably a bit too early to give a lot of names. But I think uh, going back to my original one, I think Grinky would be an interesting one to watch.
1: Yeah, I agree, and uh, we'll have to see who's there. But I'm curious to see the role that J.D. Davis or Tyler White or A.J. Reed has on this uh-huh. team because it could be a big one because we don't know. I know they said. Uh, the third week in April is when Guriel could come back. Yeah. Then he'll have to serve the five-game suspension. And,
0: and then, then they'll probably want him to go get some uh, bats down, probably yeah. in Corpus, right. uh, and just say get some the bats.
1: Remember right. how long it took him to get going? Yes, uh, the, his yes. first time around.
0: Yes, and uh, exactly, and even last season when they start opening up last year, uh, he made some contact, but he didn't really develop that. He, he didn't start hitting for the power like you saw in the postseason. The last really. Six seven weeks of the 2017 season until like as the summer progressed, and really in the second half, he and Bregman were kind of the two guys who turned it on that uh, stepped up. While you know Springer, he missed a little bit of time with a uh, with a minor injury, and of course Correa with him missing uh, about six to eight weeks. So, but yeah, that was a Gurriel. I, 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 I I'll be shocked if he's uh, in the Astros lineup before. May 1st, I'll be, I will be, or I shouldn't say shocked, but mildly surprised.
1: And I think we're going to hear from Rogelio this season. I think we're going to hear from Curry this season. Because mm-hmm. that's what spring training is, especially for these Astros. Um, You're looking for the next man up. Exactly. And what's going to happen if we have a major injury? I'm not going to say any names because you, I don't want to. No, curse don't be the nice. jinx.
0: <laughs> but like, well, another name to pay attention to in case, you know, the Astros determined they don't want to call Kyle Tucker and Derek Fisher struggles is John Kimmer. John Kimmer's another guy who's kind of came, like, he, he's looked pretty decent this spring, so he's another guy to kind of keep an eye on. He's off
1: the 40-man roster, even though I thought they should have protected him, yeah. but nobody took him. He's yeah.
0: That may be a blessing in disguise at the end of the he's day. He's
1: very, hmm. nobody, I mean, he's very under the radar. Yes. And I know every, like, when I was talking to fans from other minor league, uh, the minor league teams, they always said that Kimmer was, the most, the one who would come up and talk to you. And I saw that when I did an interview with him and, uh, for climb, for climate house Hill. And then, uh, he sent a message to me one time and said his parents, uh, cried the first time. Um, um I wrote about him in, oh. in our oh, article and uh, we did an interview and, that's um, cool. That's cool. and his parents still to this day have that pinned up in their office my article, oh, they that, printed out. That, so
0: that's cool. That that you know, that's the type so, of the cool yeah, story. Yeah, he,
1: he's somebody I've been kind of rooting for, but I just don't. Especially with Fisher, kind of uh, not cemented, but kind of um, I guess tarred in there. Or he's he's basically the guy for 2018. Yeah.
0: Right? Until unless unless he's injured or unless he
1: completely like implodes. And if Fisher becomes a star, uh, we may see Reddick on the move. Yes, yes. Because uh, not this year, but next year. Maybe uh, over the offseason they, they decided to move Reddick because Tucker would be ready and Fisher's uh, assuming f- himself as a star. Yeah,
0: and, the, yeah, you ha- I think ideally what they would like to see probably in a two or three years is pro- or maybe a year or two is seeing an outfield consisting of Fisher, Springer, and Tucker being all really good outfielders. What happens with Redick, I don't know they have to sign Red to get to where they wanted to go last year right. and probably this year as well, but then that you know that contract gets smaller, and teams are always in the need for you know a veteran outfielder, so we'll, even though I love Redick on the team. I'm
1: so glad that Carlos Gonzalez he signed right or was yeah he was signed
0: for... he signed with the Rockies, yeah. yeah
1: I'm so glad that's out of the way, so we don't you know, have to worry yeah. about that. I'll be feel a lot better when LaCroix is somewhere oh
0: LaCroix actually signed with the A's.
1: oh he did yeah there was, oh, that was, I, that was that was that was,
0: that was reportedly close last I heard. Okay. So- but uh, it's going. That, but yeah, a couple of guys are now coming off the market. Jake Arrieta, I'd look for some traction in the game. I there. think
1: uh, the Padres are looking at him, but I think he's going to be wanting too much money. They're they're looking to compete, but I don't think they're looking to compete in 2018. Eight, maybe 2019. 19, yeah. They did take the risk with Hosmer, but they wanted that veteran presence. Yeah, the, and the guy to kind of be the. Would you compare him to Jose Altuve or? The, yeah,
0: probably, or maybe more like what? R- R- Rizzo was with the Cubs, maybe maybe along those lines. But yeah, but they want somebody like he's young enough to where they can build around him for a while.
1: Yeah, so uh, the next few weeks, uh, we'll see some more cuts. Uh, I, no. Like I said, I don't think we'll see Tucker cut. I think they'll no. – even if they do cut him, I think he'll be on the travel roster down to yes.
0: Houston. Yes,
1: Um, You'll see all three people going for the first-base job. Yes. Um, and you'll see um, maybe somebody like Rogelio and uh, McCurry, some of the guys uh, who they think could have a part this year. So, exactly. Guys with 28 seconds uh, left in the show um, – Uh, Let us know what you want to talk about next time. Just uh, whenever you want to, just uh, tweet CTH Podcast or tweet Eric underscore CTH or Cody underscore CTH. And we have people coming over for a draft, so that's why my dogs are barking. (laughs) But you've been listening to CTH Podcast. Uh, My name is Eric and And Cody. And uh, we'll talk to you next week.